From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. I'm thrilled to say we're joined by Wick Grausbeck at the Greenwich Economic Forum. He, of course, is the lead owner and governor for the Boston Celtics. Wick, it's great to have you with us. And I'll start with a softball. How are you feeling just a few weeks away from the start? Well, so excited. We made a major trade over the weekend. We hope it's finalized later today, formally uh, inked. And uh, we, we really love our team, love the roster. Everybody in the league feels great. In early October, we're all undefeated, but we we hope this could be a, a strong year for the Celtics. A strong year for the Celtics, and talk to us a little bit about valuations in terms of players right now. Uh, how how has that changed over the past few years versus when you took over for the Celtics? Valuations of players, maybe meaning their salaries increasing. Yes, yes. In terms of uh, re- trading, for example. Oh, and trading for them. Well, the superstars and the very best players are, are global superstars of the NBA. You know, some of the 10 or 20 most famous people on the planet and, and really drive our whole, you know, business of offering entertainment to people. Um, and and uh, we have great stars in the game now, and they are, we share our revenues with our players, uh, and they share them with us in a sense, and uh, and we really have a nice partnership. So I'm, I'm thrilled to see uh, players be super well paid and to be performing on the global stage. I mean, it's I've been in the league 20 years and it's grown so much and it's been such a joy. So I feel very, very fortunate. When it comes to the media partnerships here, Wick, and I guess how people consume uh, sports these days, we know, of course, some of the traditional networks still kind of uh, have a hold on that. But we know a lot of people have just gravitated to different platforms. So when you go in there and you're having these negotiations on new media deals here, what exactly do you want to see? Like, what do you think would be most beneficial to not just to the Celtics, but to the NBA overall? Well, I'm on the media committee at the NBA, but we're not allowed to talk about anything that's going on. We'll be negotiating next year uh, with our existing partners and then potentially with new partners next spring. But um, in general, what I'd like to see as a team owner and as a longtime fan of the NBA is I'd just like us to uh, to keep globalizing. We have almost, I think, 40% of our league, our players, uh, come from overseas. We've got fans in 210 countries around the world who get to stream our games now, but we think that the international growth could be really super exciting. We're, we're doing great in the United States, and we appreciate the fans here, but the global game is, uh, you know, the global attention is really turning the NBA as well. It is, and I mean, obviously the Celtics, uh, to a certain extent, at least through history, have sort of been a big component of that. I mean, I at least I'm, I'm going to date myself, but when, you know, coming of age, I mean, it was basically the Celtics and Lakers and the Bulls and the Pistons and uh, that sort of bad boy era here. And, you know, I was watching uh, the most uh, recent uh, documentary, or not documentary, I should say, uh, the most recent show <laughs> about uh, the Lakers, uh, which I guess could be a documentary if you wanted to be here. Uh, it, it had an interesting end to it. I mean, the Lakers 
somehow were overtaken by the Celtics, which, you know, I don't know how the Lakers That's what felt happened about in that. 1984. <laughs> My wife I and I were watching. We, we were thrilled that that second season of winning time uh, contained two Celtics uh, championships. And, yeah. you know, we're great friends with the owner of, of the Lakers, Jeannie Buss. She's uh, a close friend of ours and our partner in our Sincoro Tequila, as a matter of fact. And uh, so we're friends, even though we're competitors. And we've had two finals against the Lakers just in the last 20 years that I've been around. So uh, they're always a lot of fun. Love to have another one. And, Wick, have you thought at all about investing in other sports or other leagues? I have back in the day. I looked at uh, an NHL team. I looked at, uh, with with a partner or two, we looked at some soccer. Uh, you know, we, we looked at some hockey. Um, but but really, the Celtics is more than enough for me. I, I really am the day-to-day CEO as well as the governor and so it's my responsibility when it goes badly for sure you can blame me and I blame myself so I spend a lot of time on the Celtics and uh, care deeply about it as anybody should who's trying to run a team like this. All right so let's talk about uh, the season here Katie mentioned at the top here the tip off uh, I think sometime at the end of this month you guys obviously got Drew Holiday that was a big trade of course you got uh, Porzingis who I don't think anybody has any doubts about his abilities Al Horford and Jalen Brown and I think Tatum is on that roster as well here. I mean, what do you think your chances are? I mean, I know you're going to just say, of course, we'll win. But, I mean, when you look at that lineup here, I mean, how do you think they really are going to stack up uh, against uh, the other dominant teams out there? Well, I don't want to jinx it. I wouldn't say that we would win in any case. But I uh, I will say that Las Vegas has us sort of as co-favorites with the Bucs. Uh, we're, we're thought to be the, the two, but then just behind us are a couple other great teams. And then it goes on from there. So um, we, we really like our chances. We've improved our chances, we think, with some of the moves, although we let go some really terrific people, uh, players who happen to be great people as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, these trades are difficult, but it's it's really the uh, most challenging part of the job. But, but we hope we, we got it right this summer. We hope we can really uh, make some noise. We, we love this team and love the chance to go out there and compete. All right. Well, best of luck, uh, Wick. That is Wick Grousebeck. He is lead owner and governor of the Boston Celtics. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.